Hello, and welcome to Smart Supply Chain, a podcast produced by ALOM, featuring industry experts offering insight and clarity on a variety of supply chain topics. I'm your host, Jennifer Duell. As an environmentally and socially conscious global supply chain services provider, ALOM offers Six Sigma quality, technology leadership, flexibility, and true customer focus. ALOM delivers its clients' products flawlessly, enriching the end user experience and upholding their brand reputations. Our guest expert for this episode is Rich Watson, Director of Supply Base Management at ALOM. Thank you for joining me today, Rich. Thank you very much for having me, Jennifer. I really appreciate you bringing me on to this podcast. Let's start off with a very basic question in case some of our listeners aren't familiar with supplier diversity. How do you define supplier diversity? So from an ALOM standpoint or a purchasing standpoint, I view supplier diversity as when a company commits itself to working with diverse groups. They could be minority-owned, veteran-owned, LGBT-owned, woman-owned, of course. ALAM is a certified woman-owned business. We even have a Native American-owned business that's certified. To qualify as a diverse supplier, the business has to have at least 51% ownership by an individual or a group of the people that make up that 51% that are from underutilized or these minority groups. For ALAM, they have to carry that diversity certification in order for ALAM to qualify them as a diverse supplier. There's a lot of different bodies they can get that certification from. We work with the Women's Business Enterprise National Council, and they're called WeBank. They're the largest non-government women-owned business certification body in the country. We work with the West Coast region locally, but we also work with the main region, and and they certify women-owned businesses. And there's other groups that certify minority-owned and veteran-owned and so on. Are other supply chain solutions providers as committed to diversity as ALOM? Yeah, I I don't believe so. Not that other companies don't, but we really take a lot of pride in working with diverse suppliers. Hannah Kane, our CEO, she has been a big advocate for women-owned businesses. We're a women-owned business ourselves, of course, and she's really been involved in many groups. We have certain goals that we try to meet every year for supplier diversity. We certainly have been awarded a number of contracts, not only because of our great attributes, but we couldn't even get into the bidding process if we weren't a certified diverse supplier. Most supply chain companies are not as focused on supplier diversity. There are other major companies that are, of course. They have certain percentage goals that they want to achieve. It's great for these larger corporations' brand. It helps them generate economic opportunities for smaller companies, and it's a great little goal for them to try to achieve. Smaller companies don't seem to be as interested. Certainly, ALAM is. Does supplier diversity mitigate supply chain risk? Let's take the pandemic situation right now. Certainly with the pandemic, it's caused a huge strain on our supply chain. People, the labor force has been shortened, and that's caused a supply and demand issue. So we have not only increased costs, Globally, shipping and freight costs have just gone up through the roof. If we can think more local and more diverse by looking at our local diverse pool of suppliers, then we're certainly eliminating some of that disruption in the global market, right? It saves on fuel, saves on lead times, and saves on price just by finding that diverse company that's more local. That's really important, and it's very evident with the pandemic. 
We don't know where the market's going to take us with these lead times and these shipping issues. So it's great to find these smaller companies. So if we think local, it certainly helps with our not only our diversity spend, if we can find a, a local diverse company who can still achieve, give us that product that we need. But also it saves on uh, gas and fuel and other things, which is, of course, helps with the environment. So there's a sustainability element. So it's interesting. It's, it's sustainability from a community perspective and then environmental sustainability as well. That's correct. Absolutely. It's both. It works hand in hand in many times, not in all cases, but many times the sustainability and diversity works hand in hand. So it makes me think very much of whenever I go to the grocery store and I see that these strawberries are locally sourced. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right. If you can buy local, anytime we buy local, that's certainly right. And sometimes they might not be a diverse supplier, but many times they are. So the shortages that you're talking about and the suppliers that we work with bending over backward to help us because of the relationship and the partnership that we have and the way that we treat them. Our relationship with our suppliers are just so important to everything we do at ALOM, our ultimate goal always has to be to satisfy our customers' needs, of course, and exceed those expectations. So we have to work really good with our suppliers, and we take a lot of pride in collaborating with our suppliers. We give them as much information as we can. We've developed these great relationships with them where they are part of our team, in a sense. And I just have so much fun working with these suppliers because we have the same goal in mind. They know that if they can achieve something great for us, that'll give us more business and in turn give them additional business. And so we can grow as a team that way. So they come in, we talk to them, we uh, give them details of a particular project or program, and they go out and they try to find not only ways to uh, give us what we've asked for, but find other ways to maybe save our customers some dollars by finding a different way to print the job or make a product. And so it's very gratifying to work with these suppliers in that sense. And we develop really close relationships with them for that reason. And collaboration is key to everything we do with our suppliers. I've been hearing a lot about ESG, environmental social governance, large corporation, Fortune 500, Fortune 1000, even privately owned companies are very much into ESG goals. And I wonder, do these companies see their supply chain partners as a way to accomplish their own diversity and ESG goals? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And like I said, when a company goes out to bid, if they have diversity programs in place, they want to go out and reach out to a certified diverse supplier to bid on this program. So for instance, there's a huge multinational beverage company that has a supplier diversity program. So anything they go out to bid, they will want to use certified diverse companies uh, to bid on this program. So all things being equal, if you're not a diverse supplier, you probably won't be able to bid on that program. ALOM is diversity at two levels, though. So as a woman-owned supply chain solutions provider, ALOM is also a diverse company. Mm -hmm. And then we also have our own diversity programs where the suppliers that we are working with are also diverse. That's exactly right, Jennifer. So we work with companies who we were awarded this program also because of being diverse, of course, amongst other things. But also per contract, we have to make sure that we are working with a certain level of diverse companies as well in that tier two supplier level. So we have to seek out diverse suppliers 
to work on this particular program. And in some cases, we submit monthly diversity spends to our customer to show them the percentages of diverse suppliers we use for that particular program that month. How is supplier diversity beneficial to the supply chain? We look at it as a way to maintain a high moral and ethical standard in our practices, but also it helps generate economic opportunities for these smaller disadvantaged communities or smaller businesses. A lot of times in these smaller communities, they are diverse suppliers or diverse businesses. So it gives them an opportunity to grow their business by being certified and working with companies like us. It also helps expand our pool of suppliers. We might be working with larger suppliers in other countries even, but if we can keep it more local, we can find that larger uh, pool of suppliers that we can use for the same program. Many times these diverse suppliers are smaller sized businesses and they're just more nimble and they tend to collaborate with us. They're really hungry for business and they really want to work well with us. So they give us great quality, great service for a good price. I would have thought that finding diverse suppliers would be more difficult. Is it a case of they're there, you just need to look for them? Yes, it is difficult. It is a challenge for sure. But we're constantly sourcing companies. I have a group of buyers that work for me here at ALOM and a supply base manager. We're constantly sourcing various products and services for our internal clients. But in the end, it's our customers, of course. And our ultimate goal is to give our customers the best product and best service we can possibly give them for the best price. When we go out and source a company, we always ask them during the conversation, if we're vetting to qualify a company, we always make sure that we ask them if they're certified diverse. And if they are, my ears just perk up for sure, because if everything else is equal and two companies are giving us the same level of expertise and product and price and service, I'm going to go with that diverse supplier. We're going to add to our diverse spend for sure, which we try to achieve certain goals every year. So it's huge to have those diverse suppliers, but it is a challenge. We reach out to them, but also through the networking that we've done over the years, they come to us. You would mentioned before ALOM supplier diversity goals. Can you talk to me a little bit more about those? Well, I've been at ALOM for going on nine years now. And when I started at ALOM, we had just a very small purchasing group. And we've grown so much the last nine years that about five years ago, I started paying more attention to our diversity. I knew we were a diverse supplier and Hannah has always been interested in growing our diversity with our supply base. And so I started paying more attention to that. We started setting goals a number of years ago, and it's really came to fruition, I'd say the last five or six years, where we really focused on on growing that and having a set goal. A number of years ago, we were probably in the 10% or, or lower range of diversity spend with our suppliers. Last year in 2020, we, 37% was our diversity spend. That is taking the percentage of total spend with all of our suppliers. 37% of that spend was with diverse suppliers, which is a huge number. I try to make that goal at least over 20% every year. Right now, this year, we're hovering around 25% halfway through the year. So we're looking pretty good here for our diversity spend goals this year as well. What would you say is the average diversity spend for most companies? I'm sure it's well below 10 and probably below five if they don't have any goals in place or they don't have any programs in place because they're not focused on that portion of it. So I'm sure it's quite a bit lower than what we have. 
What has been the most significant change over the nine years that you have been in charge of supplier diversity? I think it's just that focus. And one of the challenges we have, Jennifer, is keeping up that percentage of spend. We want to give our customers the absolute best quality products that we can. So we're not going to sacrifice any quality just to work with a diverse supplier. But the challenge is to find that balance and bring in when we are able to buy from a diverse supplier to find a qualified diverse supplier uh, that can meet and exceed our customers' needs. Has there ever been a case, and, and this is what immediately popped into my mind, that if there is a situation where there is a particular material or service or supply that ALOM might need and you can't find a diverse supplier, does that happen? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it a situation where at some point a diverse supplier could maybe be given a heads up and say, hey, no diverse suppliers make this. You should do it. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what I think, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See where you're coming from. I think in many cases, for instance, if we're buying a very high level equipment that involves uh, a lot of research and development, and only the major players around the globe produce and manufacture that equipment, then we can't really get a diversity spent from that. But if that same piece of equipment is sold to a distribution company, a smaller company that is diverse, then we can buy from that diverse supplier, of course, and we're benefiting that smaller company, giving them business, and we're getting a diversity spend that way. You had talked earlier and said that over the past nine years, what you had seen as being a big change was just the focus on supplier diversity. And that's been obviously within ALOM, but there's also been just a greater awareness overall in the world about diversity. And also there's this push even now from consumers. They want to support companies that have the same values. They want to support companies that support diversity efforts. Can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. In the recent years, it's become a bigger subject matter for sure. In the last few years, certainly. Certain groups want inclusion and certainly through business is one way to get that inclusion. And like I said, it helps grow these smaller and medium-sized businesses who may be minority-owned or women-owned or veteran-owned. It really helps with the community itself economic growth, right? If we contract with a minority-owned business, it has a huge effect on the surrounding community because then that business has more money to spend on their own community and it just increases the job creation from that community. And, and so it's really great. And it's great to see more and more companies talking about this for sure. Do you think that relationship, like any relationship, it really makes a difference when things are difficult or when you want to ask them to go above and beyond? It's very much like going to the butcher and having a really great relationship with the butcher. And so he gives you the best cuts of meat. Yo, absolutely. You're, you're absolutely right. You, 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 and they, they, you can tell that they want to do business with us because we treat them fairly and we don't throw the hammer down on them for the lowest price we can ever get. We certainly negotiate pricing with them, but we want them to be able to make money as well because we're thinking long term here. We're not thinking of just one project. So we negotiate with them. And if they can't give us the best price we're looking for, we ask them what they can do to make uh, the product differently or the or give us different service and achieve that. So you're absolutely right. It's so important to have a good relationship with your supplier, whether you're a butcher or whether you're one of ALOM suppliers. 
There are so many companies that don't prize partnerships and relationships and don't think of the companies that they work with as their partners. They see them as vendors. They see them as interchangeable and as a commodity almost. That seems to be the antithesis of the way Alam thinks about its suppliers. Yes, you're absolutely right. For one thing, we spent a lot of time up front at the beginning of the relationship to build it, right? We spent a lot of time uh, vetting these suppliers to make sure they're qualified to work for ALAM. And we have a high bar to meet. And so up front, we're spending a lot of time and effort with them to ensure that they're the right group. So once we find that that relationship is going to move forward, that's when it starts to build. And we know we have the right person in place. Sometimes it it might not work out so well, but that's really important for us to find that right supplier for what we're looking for. I've worked with many suppliers since my nine years here at ALAM, and many of the suppliers that we still work with today started many years ago when Hannah first started the business. And there's a really good, solid relationship with us and our suppliers. That is really a long-term relationship. We try to meet with our suppliers once a year and just look back to make sure that we're doing things on our end properly, that we're giving them the right feedback and the we're professional to them. And we just, it's an open conversation, a two-way conversation for sure. And so we find out what we need to do better and improve on our side. And we also say, yeah, we'd like uh, some improvement in these areas because everybody's, we all need some improvement from time to time. It's, it's never, you don't want to get stagnant. You always want to show improvement. Do you, so do you think that the average supply chain professional that's making supply chain decisions, that's working in supply chain day in and day out, how often do you think they're thinking about supplier diversity? My guess, just based on other supply chain companies that I know of that don't have diversity programs, I would think a very small amount. I don't think it's a very big number. What about our customers? There are larger companies out there who possibly don't have it in them or don't have the budget to create a supplier diversity program, but they still want to maintain this diverse supplier supply base. So they come to ALOM because they know that we're not only a diverse company, but we also have a supply base of many diverse suppliers that can feed into programs that they're giving to us for sure. There's absolutely no downside to having a diverse supplier diversity program. Rich, thank you so much for joining me today. I really enjoyed our conversation. I really enjoyed learning about supplier diversity. Thank you for having me, Jennifer. Thank you for listening to this episode of Smart Supply Chain. We hope you will join us for our next episode. For more information or to contact ALOM, go to alom.com. That's A-L-O-M.com.